While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. people you may have survived snowpocalypse 2015 we don't know we have not yet survived it do we have to call it snowpocalypse what do you want to call it just a blizzard remember when (laughs) remember when it could just snow and it was just snow like it didn't have a hurricane name and we didn't call it snowmageddon snowpocalypse every storm needs a hashtag andrew and anytime it does more than dust, we need to gin it up into some stupid final like, life event. <laughs> final destination. Ooh, nice. Tune into the Weather Channel. That sounds like you're gonna if you're gonna fight a kid named Dustin on the playground. Ooh, or if your name fun. was Dustin and you became the president and you re- you called it Destination. <laughs> Manifest Destiny. Man- What are you doing? I'm just Dustin. <laughs> Welcome to Overdue. This is a podcast about the books that you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name is Andrew. And uh, we're big fans of the name Dustin, apparently. If I'm just checking that, in. Just checking gets, in. That gets really, that's really existential. Oh, I'm Dustin. I'm me. Or you could just be cleaning. Like I don't. It works that's, both ways. That's that's the. Those are the layers. I of am the joke. using angel dust right now. I think my name is Dustin. It might be what Hogan Thrundrop, whatever that book you told me about earlier was. Uh, Harlow Thromby. Uh, that was close. So this why are week, we talking about Harlow Thromby? Well, because it's a choose your own adventure book. And Not that, the one that we're reading, but it, it's one of them. <laughs> I'm building a bridge, Andrew. Building a bridge. Bridge it nowhere. That's Ooh, correct. Topical. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, so we're uh, taking a bit of a breather this week, I guess. Is that the plan? I don't know. If if this is easier than a regular episode, then yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so some of you may have stopped listening because you saw the title and you said you saw Choose Your Own Adventure and you said, I don't want any of that. But some of you... That's your choice. Some of you are craving adventure and you want to choose it. Or you want us to choose it for you. I choose adventure. I choose adventure. I choose dusting or adventure. Uh, I dusted yesterday, so oh, I guess good. adventure. Uh, so... We have some uh, some other books coming up that we want to take our time on. So this is a, a good way to just have a silly week. Have a nice silly week and have some fun. Have some laughs and goofs, hopefully. Uh, I don't want to sell it too high. I don't want to oversell <laughs> our abilities here. But, uh, Andrew, I, you picked this one ostensibly. You just kind of plugged in to the random number generator that is the internet and this book came back what is well, it that that's kind of what we what we do when we pick these is we'd go to amazon we'd type in choose your own adventure and the <laughs> one 
<laughs> that has a title that grabs us is the one that we go for. So we've read we've read two of these before, and we've already kind of talked about the history of them. Um, Mystery of Chimney Rock is the first one we did, and then You Are a Monster <laughs> is the second one. But you have to say like that. It's in the book that you have to say it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first one that we've read that's not by um, Edward Packard, who's one of the like the founding members of Choose Co. and this whole Choose Your Own Adventure empire. Yeah. One of these days we're going to have to go visit Mr. R.A. Montgomery himself and read one of his books, but this is not. This is Mr. J. Liebold. Labeled, L e i b o l d. So I'm, I'm, I want to say labeled, but I don't know. All right, Jay labeled. Um, all we really know about him, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. He just, he wrote several choose your own adventure books. Um, starting in 1984, this one was uh, written in 1987. The uh-huh. edition that Craig and I both have, like by some weird stroke of luck is a 2005 reprint where it was made book 16 they like um, but it's yeah, actually book 66 it. it's I weird think. yeah i don't think it's retcon i don't know if we would have the same page numbers or how it would work like i don't know if they anticipated a future where people would be playing like dungeons and dragons light on the internet with their choose your own adventure books. <laughs> yeah it's but really, I will- it's really weird to look in the back of a choose your own adventure book and see a bunch of ads for e-readers or like books for e-readers there's one andrew what there's one called zombie pen pal i'm just saying <laughs> is that a choose your own adventure book or is that um, just a book i think it's a choose your own adventure book zombie pen pal. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm so, gonna read you the sum total of what culture will remember about jay labeled okay um, this is all from his this is all from his about the author page in the back of this choose your own adventure book uh jay labeled was born in denver colorado he has also written sabotage grand canyon odyssey spy for george washington the antimatter formula the search for aladdin's lamp you are a millionaire beyond the great wall revenge of the russian ghosts surf monkeys ninja cyborg and return of the ninja for the choose your own adventure series that is a lot of titles, and that is all that there is. And he loves he loves ninjas. Well, he wrote two, Ninja Cyborg and Return of the Ninja. So I hope that this is not a sequel to Ninja Cyborg. <laughs> I hope that we're not missing a bunch of vital information. Uh, yeah, I feel like the eighties were a good the eighties were a good time for ninjas. Yeah, you got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I. Is there are there other ones like d- double drag? There are ninjas in Double Dragon, right? And yeah, or dragons. Um, uh, Street Fighter is that eighties? Wow, I really laid out that thesis, and maybe I, I didn't have a lot of evidence 90s. to yeah, back no, it up. You, you <laughs> <laughs> there were ninjas in GI Joe. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon here. <laughs> Pardon. Is anyone listening? Bueller. There were ninjas. <laughs> I believe uh, you. I don't. I just don't have anything to add. Like, it's well because they're good. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> they're good cartoon uh, things because let's let's face it. What we are dealing with here, what I believe we are dealing with here, is perhaps not a wholly accurate portrayal of traditional ninja. Whatever that 
like I will confess to not knowing a lot about the history of ninjutsu. Though to be fair, um, the first page, like before the adventure starts, is called "Special Note on the Ninja," and it lays out a few different things about the ancient art practiced by the ninja. And I, again, I cannot speak to its accuracy, but it at least is making some some kind of play toward like authenticity. Yeah. For all I know, like they're doing that just so to give themselves license to jump all the way off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I so one of the things that that page lays out is that ninja were commoners, so they were not held to this to the rigid code of behavior that samurai were held to. So they could Ooh, do things that. that a samurai could not. They uh, they used their art to defend themselves and their villages. Some became hired assassins. And most of the adventures in this book are drawn from Japanese folk legends and beliefs. Um, and they were, it's according to legend, the ninja were first taught their art by mountain beings called Tengu, who also taught them sorcery, or Kuji. And most, most, most ninja use these techniques as part of a spiritual way of living, but some misuse them to manipulate others. So... Which are we going to do? I don't know. We'll have to choose. All right. Why don't you run down how we do these choose your own adventure books and then let's jump in with both feet. Okay. So we will read a page in the book and we will get to the choice. Hopefully there's a choice. You are a monster. I'm looking at you. Yeah. You are a monster was too much adventure and not enough choosing, frankly. (laughs) Frankly, to be frank. Uh, I choose to be frank. And... Then Andrew, so if I read the page, Andrew will make a choice, and then he will read the next page to find out what he has wrought, uh, and then <laughs> I will read the ne- I will ch- make the next choice. Um, I don't feel like I want to read the beware. And, do you want to read the beware and warning page, Andrew? I will read the intro part, but not the part about this particular book. Is your book doing like a Star Wars? font thing too or is it just mine it has a weird printing error yeah so all of the no it's doing it's doing it too uh so all of the choose your own adventure books have this page that says beware and warning this book is different from other books it's sort of like this kind of jumanji thing that starts the book uh and it tells you that you are the only person in charge of the story you and you alone are in charge of what happens in the story thanks there are dangers choices adventures and consequences you must use all of your wits and much of your exceptional intelligence but apparently not all of it (laughs) the wrong decision could end in disaster even death but don't despair at any time you can go back and make another choice alter the path of your story and change its result i think that last part is new i don't think the older ones had that like acknowledge that people just kept their thumbs in the pages ah. to give themselves insurance. That that I don't think we've read that one before. But they kind of kept it in canon, right? It's like this is all up to you, but you still have the power to go back. You can choose to cheat and <laughs> go back and undo the choice that you made. Uh, but yeah, this whole page is doing this weird Star Wars scrolly thing where all the text is like slanted in on itself. It's, it's really big at the it's bottom. It's very weird. All right, shall we just dive in? Let's get into this. The Secret of the Ninja by Jay Labeled. Do you want to read the first one, Andrew? Choose from 29 possible endings. Yes, I'll read this. All right, we're on page one. Thunder crashes and lightning splits the sky above you with such force it seems the sky will shatter. You run for cover. Rain pours down in sheets, pounding you like a fist. 
The storm seems to want to destroy everything beneath it. Once inside the sliding doors of the dojo, you stand with your friend Nada. Both of you soak to the skin and watch the storm vent its rage. Another tremendous clap of thunder shakes the building to its foundation. Turn to page two. Oh, man, I like that the rain is just punching you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to read page two? Uh, n- yeah, sure. Usually these start with a with like a few pages of backstory before you get All to right. a choice. And it looks like this one is going to give us at least two or three. So. Nada casts a sidelong glance at you as if to say, see what I mean? The two of you sit cross-legged on the floor, unable to take your eyes from the tempest outside. Third one this week, Nada murmurs. And this is the dry season. The thunder and lightning finally give way to a steady downpour. Nada stands up and says, let's get you some dry clothes. You follow her to a back room where she hands you a towel and a kimono. Ooh la la. As you dry off and change, you retrace in your mind the history of your friendship with Nada. That's a, whoa. You've studied karate in California before spending a summer in Japan. There you met Nada and found you shared many ideas about martial arts. She introduced you. <laughs> what? She <laughs> introduced you <laughs> to a new discipline called Aikido. A year ago, you moved to the city of Kyoto to pursue Aikido more intensively. You and Nada became best friends. You were sad when Nada returned three months ago to her family's dojo in Nara, but you have kept in close touch. Now, as you tie your kimono and prepare to join Nada for tea, you wonder why she called you so urgently to Nara this morning. Interesting. I did not expect, like, hey, we just, hey, I live in California. <laughs> I like karate. <laughs> That's interesting. All right, so turn to page seven. Oh, wow, to page seven. Man. All right. Strange things have been happening here, Nada says, pouring hot water over the crushed leaves in the teacups. The storms are just one sign that something is wrong. There have been others. With a reed whisk, she stirs the leaves into a green froth in each cup and then gives you one. You hold it in both hands, letting the the warmth seep in. But even without the sign, she says, I can sense a presence here that is new, yet at the same time ancient. You savor the bitter taste of the tea and look across the low table at Nada. Maybe you should start from the beginning. Nada shifts her weight on the reed mat. About a month ago, I started noticing things disappearing and reappearing in odd places. Then there were weird noises, shrieks, laughter. Now this week, the thunder, by themselves, these do not prove anything. Wait, it is what? Saki, which tells me there is a very powerful force that is here that wants to destroy us. Saki, a kind of sixth sense I learned in my training many years ago. I can feel the presence of harmful intentions. <laughs> okay. Did anything else happen around the time these signs appeared? Any new arrivals or changes in the dojo? Turn to page five. Come now, on, man. I don't remember the main character talking as much in previous books. Well, in the previous book, we were a monster and we didn't learn English until like halfway through. <laughs> until we became like that monster billionaire. All right. We, we need to stop <laughs> reminiscing about other books and this book needs to get going. No, right, Page five. Page five. Bam. No. Wait. Yes, there was a new arrival, but not a student. It was a sword. <laughs> I don't know. An anonymous donor sent it to us, saying it was fitting that we should have it. We didn't know what to think. Was there anything unusual about it? To tell the truth, I didn't pay pay much attention. As you know, I'm not a big... I lost my not a voice, sorry. As you know, I'm not a big fan of weapons. Although I have to admit it was beautiful. There were some odd markings on the hilt. Have you talked to Sensei yet? A little. 
He refuses to believe we are threatened. But now that you're here, I will ask him to join us. <laughs> Nada's just over it. Yeah, she's... That's the voice that you've got going for her right now. Uh, page 10. All right. The sensei is a slight man with a few wisps of white hair on his head and chin. He bows as Nada introduces you, then sits on the tea table. He sits at the tea table, back straight. <laughs> I'm just going to sit on this table, guys. Just, waiting, nice for Nada, waiting for Nada to speak. Surely you're aware of what has been occurring at our dojo lately, she begins. <laughs> yes, he replies in an even tone. That's my old sensei voice. But we've discussed this. In my opinion, it will pass if we remain calm. Didn't you hear the thunder today? Nada insists impatiently. It is true that in the old days such a storm was taken as a sign of war, but... He shrugs. Nada stands up. Sensei, we must do something. A presence here wants to destroy us. <laughs> the sensei looks at you. Surely Nada's mother could see into the future when she named her child. Do you know what Nada means? What's what's our voice for us? Just like normal? Yeah, just to... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it mean the rough, open part of the sea where navigation is difficult, you ask? Exactly, the <laughs> sensei responds, smiling. But someday, perhaps when she becomes sensei herself, she will learn patience. The book Turn didn't say anything 16. about sensei wearing a kerchief or, like, flailing his hanky around. But that's what I'm getting. <laughs> Page yeah, 16. Just, all right. All right just no choices. Your attention is distracted by several greenish lights the size of fists flickering above the cypresses outside. What are those, you ask? As Nada and the sensei turn to look, a bolt of lightning comes from nowhere and strikes the tallest tree, splitting it in two. You cringe at the thunderclap that immediately follows. Then there is a silence. The sensei looks stunned. Stunned. Nada, he looks stunning. Uh, Nada <laughs> is bristling. Now are you convinced, she demands. What more do we need? That was our sacred tree. We must defend ourselves. The sensei bows his head. Nada, you are right. I, I did not think such things were possible. Thunder and lightning attacking us. You would think we were back in the days of our ancestors. And perhaps, Nada says. <laughs> this is going to get rough. <laughs> the days of our ancestors have come forward to us. What do you mean, Nada? The sensei asks. As I was telling my friend, I feel an ancient presence here. Saki tells me it's hostile. I don't know how else to explain it. It may be a kami. Now she's drunk. I don't know. I'm losing her. <laughs> What's a kami, you ask? It's similar to a spirit, Nada says. Spirit never dies. Only circulates. <laughs> Everyone and everything has a spirit. And the spirit can filter through the world around us. If a kami's bothering us, it's our job to find out what it wants. How did I take something really beautiful and ruin it with that voice? I don't know. <laughs> but you did. You totally did. All right, page four. I think we're finally going to get to a choice. Okay. The sensei looks back and forth between you and Nada. Then he places his palms on the table and says, Nada, I am old now. You must be the one to confront this danger. You come from a long line of warriors, though for many centuries they have practiced the, their art for peace, not war. What does a warrior do for peace? Stop it. Not about to the sensei. So, he says, leaning back from the table, what course of action do you suggest? There is silence. The rain has stopped. You speak up. Maybe we should take a look at the sword and try to track down the person <laughs> who sent it. The sensei nods. A good plan. There's another option, Nada says. She hesitates before continuing. 
I said the presents seem very old. We could go back in time to find its origin. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. The sensei glances sharply at Nada. She holds up her hand to stop him from speaking and says to you, I'll explain later. Let's just say we should consider it a possibility. All right. If you think you should try to track down the donor of the sword, turn to page 79. If you think it's a good idea to go back in time, turn to page 20. If now, I, I do could not turn want back time. <laughs> I don't want to way. color your decision-making pro- pro- progress here, process here, but I think there is only one choice. Let's turn back the clock. All right, let's go do, to page 20. Do, 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 do. How can we go into the past, you ask? Well, Nada says, first I must tell you something. Do you remember when we first met? One of the things that brought us together was our interest in moving beyond more aggressive martial arts in favor of Aikido. We talked about how Aikido drew on inner balance to give us not only a means of self-defense, but also a way to live. In your case, it was karate that left you behind. And you, you too. you left behind. It's different. Oh. No, karate <laughs> left you behind. In your case, it was karate that you left behind. And you too, you put in. That's not entirely true. You see, my family has for many centuries been a ninja clan. I was trained in ninjutsu. Takes a moment for this to sink in. Then you ask, why did you stop? No one ever really stops, Nada replies. I just want to focus on Aikido. <laughs> but I did put away my tools of ninjutsu. I was afraid of what was happening, afraid I was on a violent path. It's the old problem. If you invest too much time in learning the techniques of death, you tend to wait to u- tend to want to use them. Perhaps someday, when I am wiser, I will resume my training. You nod, absorbing this information. You'd heard amazing <laughs> stories about the ninja from your mother. In addition to bujutsu, ninja were skilled at stealth, invisibility, and even magic. You'd always been curious to learn more about ninjutsu, and now it turns out your best friend is a ninja. Oh. Turn to page 14, Andrew. Are we back in time yet? No. My training included Kuji. Nada continues. <laughs> it's a kind of sorcery that calls up certain forces of the universe. Once you begin to tap into these forces, the stuff the present moment is, concern- is composed of, matter and time, starts to seem very fragile and also quite changeable. It's like learning to open a door you didn't even know existed. You would have to understand the principle of Jen or Ken. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the word. The sensei says, "Let's go with Gen because, like, karate <laughs> gi has a has like a glottal right, g." Cool, so yeah. let's go with Gen. Gen means illusion. Nada explains. Think of the physical world, including our bodies, as a conglomeration that can and will be dissolved. <laughs> There are ways to slip between the cracks if you can find the right vibration of matter and time. I know this is a very general description, but to go into any more detail would take literally years. There's only one problem with your plan, Nada, the sensei says. It's too dangerous. You have not practiced Kuji for years, and you know how risky it is to go into the past. But it's our best hope, Nada protests. With your help, I think we could at least pull it off. At least we could try to find out more about the kami, if that's what it is, before you risk such a thing, the sensei says. How, you ask? Go to the next page. Keep going, Andrew. Okay. Tatrigami, (laughs) Tatrigami, he replies. Trance. 
Why didn't he but, just say trance? I don't know. But you or I could never be the vehicle. Nada says to the sensei. That's true, the sensei says. He looks at you. It's like being hypnotized, Nada explains to you. The kami is invited to speak through you and let it once let its once be known. But it's just as dangerous as going into the past, if not more. The kame may possess you. Man, I am just lost. What are we doing? But we would have Tatsumo, the Shugendo priest, conduct the trance, the sensei counters. Still, if it's especially powerful Kami, nah, his voice trails off. (laughs) So we we totally picked the right voice. Okay, so there's a sword. This is, I lost track of this a while ago. Uh, There's a sword. We left the sword behind. I thought we wanted to go back in time, but we're not, we're still standing here talking. Why are we going back in time? We got to figure out why there's like storms and spirits and stuff. Okay. So now we can either like invite a demon from the past to speak through us or we can go back in time. No. <laughs> I th- okay, if you decide to agree to be put into the trance, turn to page 58. If you would rather not and want to go straight into the past, turn to page 45. So I think that the going into the trance is like safer, but going straight into the past might be quicker. I don't know. Oh, I want to go into the so past. A, a demon is going to speak through you or something. No, I want to go into the past. All right, turn to page 45. I'm on it. I think we should go into the past, you say, but how can I come with you? Simon Jutsu, the sensei answers. <laughs> Similar to what you would call hypnotism, only much more powerful, it will enable you to accompany Nada. You have one more question. How will we know what time and place to go to? The markings on the sword may help us out, Nada replies. (laughs) We'll copy them down to take with us, but it's not like setting a clock. Mainly the energy vibrating from the Kami's presence in the sword will direct us. So I guess the sword is like possessed, right, Andrew? Is that maybe what's happening? The sword is important. I think it may either have something to do with what's going on or it may be the cause of what's going on. Okay. Before you go, the sensei says, you will have to do some preparation. Oh, I thought we were screwing the past. What have we been doing? You'll have to learn some of the basic techniques of ninjutsu. Uh, you will also need to learn the customs and manners of the past so that you will not seem too much a stranger. So they're trying to avoid a Bill and Ted situation. Like they really like they want to make sure that you know what's up in the past. All right, well, Sensei knows go what's back up. And step on a butterfly and just wreck everything. <laughs> uh, the next week is spent preparing to set out on your search into the past. During the day, you train in jujitsu with Nan and the Sensei. At night, you study Japanese history. The Sensei rummages up some clothes that will enable you to pass for carpenters, which will give you an excuse to be traveling since farmers were not supposed to leave their land. He also provides each of you with a furoshiki, which you use to carry your gear. Finally, the day arrives. Nada sits you down on a bench in the dojo. After meditating together, she stands opposite you and fixes you with her eyes, using the techniques of Simon Ninjutsu. She has you sit down with her, or she has you count down with her. Nine, eight, seven, six. Turn to page 13. The next thing you know, you open your eyes and find yourself standing beside Nada in a rice paddy. Steep wooded hills rise on either side of you. Let's go, Nada says. How do we know where to go? We don't. <laughs> Nada replies, waiting to an embankment. What do you mean? You ask. I'm just playing our like our character as a, an idiot, like a rube. 
I think that's the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> How can we know where to go? We must let ourselves wander, and sooner or later we'll find what we need. But don't you have a plan? You insist. Yes, she says. My plan is to wander aimlessly <laughs> until we find something or someone who looks like they know something. Some plan, you mutter, following Nada up the embankment to a road running along the edge of the valley. Until now, Nada has seemed to know exactly what to do next. You begin to wonder what you've gotten yourself into. Where the paddy stops, the valley narrows. All is quiet except for the trickling water of a creek. You're approaching a bend in the road when some wild geese in a pond take off in startled flight. You wonder what frightened them. Suddenly, you want to dive away from the road. If you grab Nada and dive into the woods, turn to page 8. If you decide you're getting too jumpy, turn to page 90. Hmm. What do you think, Craig? You're going to stay frosty or you're going to dive into the woods? I'm scared of those geese. I'm going to dive <laughs> into the woods. All right, turn to page 8. Ooh, there's a picture of some ninjas. One okay. Finally. One of these, one of these ninjas, like all these ninjas have weapons, one of them has what I believe is a bow staff, but it looks like a stick, and it just looks like a broom without the the head of a broom on it. Like he looks like he's just sweeping the floor. Uh, and the other ninja with the sword is like giving him the side eye. Like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, man, we told you not to carry that stick around. <laughs> I have the bow; it's the best. That's the guy at the top of the picture. Um, Let's keep narrating this picture. Good radio for everyone. Yeah, it's great. A split second after you grab Nada's arm and dive into the woods, a wall of flame erupts on the road, and a net lands over the spot where you were. From nowhere appear five ninja, armed with all manner of swords, staves, and blades. Nada pieces together a bow from her furushiki and disables two of the ninja with arrows before the others detect your position in the bushes. Disables? Mm, Just shoot them in the heart? I think they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Nada is stone cold. Uh, They split up. Two going to the right and one to the left. Nada tilts her head to the right, indicating she'll take those two. You nod and she disappears. What am I supposed? What are we supposed to do? I don't know. You find a depression in the forest floor and burrow down into it. You're covering no, yourself so with depressed. twigs. Then wait for the other ninja. I'm so depressed in this forest. The foot is next to your face, almost before you know it. You grab it and push it out from under the ninja, sending him to the ground. You sit up and pivot to pin him, but he springs to his feet and draws a sword. With shock, you realize that it is the sword from Nada's Dodo. You meet his attack with Aikido defense, grabbing the ninja's sword arm with your left hand. You bring it down to your right hand, across your left leg, and up and over your right shoulder. The sword flies off to your right. Your attacker hits the ground. For a moment, you hesitate between getting the sword while it's loose and preventing the ninja from rising again. Andrew, you are in a fight. If you go for the sword, turn to page 22. If you go for the ninja, turn to page 117. Man, we have not... I mean, this is the first time we read this book. When we talked about it, we were kind of worried that it was going to be like this weird maybe kind of racist like 80s ninja pastiche thing but it's really like i think it's it's sticking to reality so closely that i (laughs) i don't know we just traveled back through time andrew (laughs) (laughs) well i mean like it's authentic authentic ninja stuff is what i mean or at least like (laughs) apparently authentic okay Aside from time traveling. Yeah, okay. Okay, all right. So 
I could go for the sword, which I suspect has something to do with something, but I don't actually know anything about. But what if the ninja who has a sword knows something about it? Well, he doesn't have it. You knocked it out of his hand. I know, but like, what if I want to just like incapacitate him and see what he knows? Well, you might be able to get the sword and then quote-unquote disable him and then be fine. <laughs> I'll disable his head straight off. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the ninja. I want to turn okay. to page 117. Leaving the sword for later, you spring for the ninja, who appears to be having trouble getting up. Suddenly, he turns and flings something in your face that causes your eyes to burn. Ah. At the same time, you hear Nada attack the other two. The ninja disappears, but a few seconds later, you are thrown on your back from behind, and the sword is put to your chest. Stop, the ninja cries to Nada. I've got your friend. (laughs) That's my ninja voice. You and Nada are tied up and taken back to the ninja's castle. Because your adversary knows all the methods of escape, there is no chance for you to get away. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah. He knows. I know all the methods of escape. After a few days in the dungeon, you are brought before the ninja in his chamber. You are made to kneel at the foot of the platform on which he sits. To be honest, he says, you surprised us. We were laying in wait for someone else. We still can't figure out where you came from, but it's obvious you are a skilled ninja. Perhaps fate wanted us to meet. What do you mean? You ask. We want you to join us. It is a great opportunity for you. I have learned many powers from a Tengu in the mountains. With the sword he gave me, I am invincible. Already, as you can see, we have accumulated much land and wealth. We will accumulate more. And if we don't want to join you, Nana asks. The ninja shrugs. Then you will die. The end. Wait. Wait. There's a choice right there. <laughs> There's a choice to be made. I think, like, it's not really a choice. I think we are being forced into servitude by this ninja. All right. All right. So it hasn't really worked out so far as we read these books. But when we first had this idea, we said that we would give each other, we would give ourselves three lives. And so we could get three endings, like up to three endings before we stopped. Okay. Um, So what was the page we were on before? What Uh, can I do to grab the sword? Uh, the sword was... I think it was like page 22, right? That was where we had to go to. Yes, right. So... All right, so go, imagine... All right, we're back with that confrontation with the ninja. We have disarmed him. He's on the ground. Instead of going for the ninja and trying to do stuff to him, we're going to go for the sword instead. Do you want to pick this up? Because I just read all Yeah, this I'll stuff. pick it up. All right, page 22. You retrieve the sword and face the ninja. He is on the ground, staring at you. You feel like you're gazing into two lifeless wells. You try to look away, but can't. Nada makes her attack on the other two ninja, but you are frozen. The ninja yells a code word, causing the other two to duck away from Nada and retreat to their injured comrades on the road. Helplessly, you watch as he then takes the sword from your hand and escapes with his accomplices. Nada immediately sees your condition when she comes to check on you. She twists her fingers in a series of Kuji signs. Slowly, your nervous system recovers. Don't let them get away, you gasp. They have the sword, the same sword that was sent to the dojo. Nada rushes after them, but soon returns. They've disappeared, she says. (laughs) You and Nada find a place in the woods to camp and to recuperate from the fight. Over a dinner of rice and vegetables, yum, you discuss what happened. We must have just stumbled into an attack that was meant for someone else, you say. Yes, Nada agrees, or they wouldn't have left without finishing the job. At least we know who has the sword, you say. I guess we all can do tomorrow all we can do tomorrow. 
<laughs> I guess all we can do tomorrow is to try to find where they came from. Next page. All right, keep <clears> on going. Keep it rolling. In the morning, you set off down the road. Like most roads in feudal Japan, the one running through the valley is narrow, made mainly for horse and foot travel. After a few miles, you come into a larger valley. You wade across a wide, shallow river. On the other side, the road ends at an intersection. To your left, mountains rise in the distance. To your right, the valley slope. Uh, to your right, the valley widens. You and Nada stand at the branching paths. I don't know which direction is better, Nada says. You choose. <laughs> no. If you turn uh, left, Andrew, toward the mountains, turn to page 19. If you turn right into the valley, turn to page 36. All right, ain't so no mountain I, high, ain't no valley low. Like there is both a mountain high no and a valley low. Did you not just did you not read the book that we just read? Ain't no um, mountain high enough. I've read Lord of the Rings. So I know that Rivendell is in it's in a valley and Rivendell's cool. And then when they try to go up in the mountains, like there's snow and it's all bad. So I'm gonna go into the valley. I'm gonna turn to page thirty six. Good 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 call, Tolkien. Thank you. Let's go right into the valley, (laughs) you say. No one in the riverside villages along the way seems to know anything about the ninja. Then you come to a drab, unhappy little hamlet. The people look frightened when you ask about the sword. Talk to Hitoshi, they say. I'm not going to come up with a voice for the collective villagers. Talk to, talk to, talk to Hitoshi, 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 Hitoshi. <laughs> by afternoon, by the, yeah, by afternoon you find Hitoshi, a thin young man with darting eyes. You describe the ninja who attacked you and Nada and ask Hitoshi if he's seen them. You, you, you found them, Hitoshi replies. <laughs> he gestures to a side valley that climbs above the village. They, they live in a castle up there. But you could never reach it by yourselves. I can take you, uh, if you pay. You're about to protest that you have nothing to pay when Nada says, We'll pay you, but not until we see the castle for ourselves. Go on to the next page. Hitoshi considers this and nods. We must wait until dark, he says. He takes you and Nada to a secluded spot hidden by cedar trees. Stay here until I come for you. <laughs> After Hitoshi is gone, you turn to Nada and say, I don't trust him. Do you? Not very much, she concedes, but I don't know what else we can do. He pointed to where the castle is, you say. Maybe we could find it ourselves. I doubt it, Nada replies. <laughs> I'm sure there are many trick paths and traps. It's not easy to track down a ninja. If you say you should try to find the castle yourselves anyway, turn to page 51. If you decide it's a good idea to wait for Toshi. Turn to page 53. Now, my hunch says we wait for Hitoshi, but first I want you to describe him and the voice you've chosen for him in one word, please. Furtive. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Uh, I can wait for furtive Hitoshi. All right. Turn to page 53. You don't have to do whatever it was that I was doing, but you do have to be furtive. Okay. Okay. You settle in under the cedars to wait for Hitoshi's return. Slowly dusk comes, then twilight. You and Nada sit very still, attentive to sounds of approach. Listen, Nada says. (laughs) What? (laughs) The insects are quiet all of a sudden. But her warning was too late. The attack comes from behind. You're knocked over by a blow to your head, but you react immediately by rolling out of the way. What? 
You're knocked over by a blow to your head, but you react immediately by rolling out of the You spring to your feet. So you get hit, you get, you get knocked <laughs> down to the ground, but then you tuck and roll, and you spring to your feet. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. You spring to your feet, assuming the defensive posture, keeping low so you can make out the shape of your ninja attacker and his chain weapon against the stars. He faints with the chain, then aims a front kick at your head. You cut inside its kicking leg and swing your left leg out in a wide arc, catching his kicking leg in the air and bringing him to the ground. You're so good at ninja. Yeah, I'm really good at legs. He ju- <laughs> <laughs> he jumps to his feet and disappears into the woods. Nada is moaning on the ground a few feet away. You rush to her side. I guess you were right about Hitoshi, she says. He set us up. They obviously wanted to take us prisoner, or they would have killed us right away. We were lucky we could fight him off, but the one who attacked me cut me with his sword. You're going to have to go on without me. We have to get help for you first, you insist. Turn to page 40, Andrew. I like your wounded, indifferent Nada voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you pick up Nada and carry her toward the village. An old woman passing by asks, What happened to your friend? You hesitate for a moment, wondering if you should trust her. She's hurt, you say. <laughs> Sword wound. Do you know someone who can help her? I can, the woman says. Come with me. You follow her to a little hut hidden away from the road. She tells you that her name is N- Nikia. Sure. And she is a widow. In the hut, she arranges a place for Nada, then pushes you away, saying, Let me look at the wound. After she inspects it, she announces, The cut is bad, but I think I can treat it. She'll have to stay here for several days. I will get the necessary things. Is she Julia Child? Is that who this is? I'm not. I can neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) (laughs) While Nikia is gone, Nada whispers to you, still in pain. There's only hope for us. Wait, there's only one hope for us. I can give you some of my powers. You must go to the castle and try to find out who the sword belongs to and what's causing the attack on the dojo. But you must go right away. You will only have my powers for a short while. You nod, using the last of her strength. Nada fixes you with her eyes and hypnotizes you. After she snaps you out of it, she says before passing out, Go quickly. Don't worry about me. Nikia will help me. Turn to page 44. It said that she whispers. There is no. I was laughing because you said there is only hope for us. (laughs) Here we go. You run out into the night, back to the place under the cedars. You select the ninjutsu tools you'll need, then return to start climbing into the valley Hitoshi pointed out. Suddenly, the castle looms ahead. You can't believe you've reached it so quickly. How are you surprised by a castle? Whoa, it's a castle. Whoa. Man, jumped right out in front of me. Man, Hal's moving castle moves real fast. Um, You go around to the back of the castle and strap your iron climbing claws to your hands and feet. The long climb up the castle castle wall puts you inside the compound, but you must still get to the main tower. You move through the outer courtyards with phantom steps hiding in the shadows. When you reach the inner court, you throw a kaganawa, a rope with a grapple at the end, up to a window. The grapple catches on the window ledge. Up you climb. Just below the ledge, you stop and listen for sounds from inside. There are none, so you climb up and through the window. Inside, you wait for several minutes, listening intently to the background noises of the castle. Once you're satisfied that no one is near, you begin searching the room. You can't believe your luck. The room is full of ninja battle gear, including the sword. 
Your first impulse is to escape with the sword while you can, but then you wonder if you shouldn't stay and spy instead in order to get to the bottom of the mystery. Oh, man. Andrew, if you take the sword and leave, you should turn to page 122, but if you need to stay and you need to spy, you should turn to page 55. The last time I forsook the sword, bad things happened, but I don't think Nana knows as much as she's pretending like she does. Her pride is getting in the way, I guess. What are you so, talking about? I, I, she just she seems really confident, but I don't think if I just brought the sword to her that she know what it was. So I kind of want to stay and spy because I got all these secret ninja skills now. All right, Harriet, and I'm gonna be really awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be really awesome at spying. Okay. Um, this picture is of two men who who appear to be in pain, on, on like wincing. Whoa. <laughs> What? I don't know what to make of this, so I'm going to stop describing it. <laughs> you move silently down the hall. Every few seconds, you stop to listen. You check each of the rooms along the hallway. In one room, you make an important discovery, a scroll describing the exploits of the owner of the castle, Sanchiro Mir- Miyamotori. You try to think why the name is familiar. Then you realize it's part of the knowledge Nada gave you under hypnosis. Somehow you know that the Miyamotori were longtime enemies of Nada's family, the, Kura, the Kurayama. You freeze as you hear footsteps in the hall. The door opens. You leap straight up 12 feet and grab onto a rafter. Two men look into the room. One of them says, We better go back to the Jarnan's chamber. He'll be returning soon. As soon as the door closes, you drop soundlessly to the floor and follow the two men, who you think must be Sanjiro's bodyguards. You're sure Sanjiro is the Jonin or Yonin. I think, uh, I th- <laughs> I, it's not Jonin. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's Jonin or Jonin. Jonin. Let's go Jonin. Jonin. Or Headman. Could have just said Headman. Great. Headman. You, you shadow the two men through the corridors of the castle. Finally, they reach the entrance to Sanjiro's chamber, which is guarded by two more men. After the first two pass through it, you reveal yourself to the guards at the door. They move to attack you, but you hold up your hand and stop them with a look from your eyes. You go straight to the small room on the left side of the chamber and open the sliding doors. The two men you followed, plus two more, stare at you. Before they can move, you hypnotize them with a series of Kuji signs. You close the sliding doors, sit beside them, and wait for Sinchiro to ev- to arrive. Being a and ninja just, is like, awesome. You're just Obi-Wan Kenobiing all these fools. <laughs> All right, page 42. 42, here we go. Soon you hear Sanchiro take his place on the platform at the head of the chamber. Oh, man. The spy has arrived, he says. <laughs> Excellent. Send him in. A Anybody minute... got any cheese? <laughs> A minute later, Sanchiro says, So, what news do you bring, Kuriyama? You listen closely. Very important news, the spy tells Sanchiro. Danakuriyama is on his way to fight you. He says he can no longer allow you to terrorize the countryside. Sanchiro laughs. Good for him. I am glad my old enemy comes to face me. With my sword, I have no reason to fear him. He is not, fr- he is not far from here. The spy goes on. He'll arrive tomorrow morning. Very good, Sanchiro says. But I will not wait around for him. In the morning, I will meet him. And wherever we meet, we will do battle. You continue to listen, but nothing more about the sword or Donakuriyama is mentioned. Sanchiro dismisses the spy. What do they talk about? Like sports? Like what? Are they... 
What was that? How about them ninjas? Those, <laughs> but, uh, those, there was only one football team back then, and it was the Japan ninjas. <laughs> they just scrimmaged each other every week. <laughs> Sanchiro dismisses the spy and his other lieutenants. Only you and the hypnotized guards remain hidden in the side. <laughs> you just like jammed all these Jedi guards in the closet and just hung out. <laughs> You try to decide what to do. Tomorrow's confrontation between Sanchiro and Nada's ancestor, Donna. Uh, Donna? Dana? Donna. I think Donna. we'll say Donna. Because I think it's supposed to be a like Nada. play on Nada. Yeah. yeah. May provide the key to the mystery, but you wonder if you should wait that long. Maybe you should confront Sanchiro yourself now while he is alone. Andrew, if you open the sliding doors and confront Sanchiro, turn to page 77. If you decide to follow him tomorrow when he goes to meet Donna Kuriyama, turn to page 47. I think all time travel stories, you have to meet your ancestor for it to work. So I'm going to go page 47. But what if we fall in love (laughs) with him? Then we can always go back and select the different ending. So this is page 42. Keep your thumb in there. Okay. Because we're going to 47 and there is uh, the end at the bottom oh, of this page. Oh, no. You wait for Sanchiro to leave, then slip out. You go back to the room where you left the sword, but someone has taken it. It's too risky to look for it. You drop out the window and return safely to the woods outside the castle. You're able to get some rest during the night, half sleeping and half listening for sounds of danger. Morning comes and you hide in the trees outside the castle gate, waiting for Sanchiro. When he appears, you hear him say he'll return as soon as he finishes off Kurayama. You shadow Sanchiro down the path, but before he gets to the village, he is surprised by another ninja, who you realize must be Donna Kurayama, hiding in the trees. They speak a few words you can't hear and move off the path and into a clearing in the woods. You crawl to the edge of the clearing in time to see them kneel across from one another, bow, then stand and begin the fight. It lasts only a few minutes, during which you see an astounding series of sword moves and defensive maneuvers. Kuriyama is victorious. You rise to enter the clearing. As soon as Kuriyama sees you, he disappears into the woods. Then you hear Sanchiro saying something with his last breath. You move closer. It's a curse on the Kuriyama family. In a flash, you realize that it's the source of the trouble at the dojo. Since you have Nada's powers, you also know how to counteract the curse. You invoke a series of Kuji signs that nullify it, then rush back to the village to Nada. The end. So I guess that's a that's a successful ending. Yeah, we got rid of the storm. I mean, we might not ever be able to go back to our time. No, probably I mean, not. I, I assume that we can, but I don't know. So okay, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. You want to go back to forty two and see what happens if we go the other way? Yeah, sounds good. We want to confront Sanchiro. Yeah, we're confronting Sanchiro by turning to page seventy seven. Okay, and I think you should take this one. Up. Oh, jeez. Okay, this is going to be it. You burst out of the side room and crouch before Sanchiro in an offensive posture. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. It's an okay. offensive posture. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. You burst out of the side room and crouch before Sanchiro in an offensive posture. Before you can attack. It's so offensive. Why You're are your pants your, down? Showing him your butt. Uh, before you can attack, something on the ground erupts in, into billows of smoke. You catch sight of Sanchiro jumping up to a trapdoor in the ceiling. You follow him and find yourself in a passageway built into the ceiling. It leads to a parapet of the castle. Sanchiro is nowhere to be seen. You think over the situation and realize that he has lured you to the place where he will have the greatest advantage. He knows every inch of the parapet. Uh, while you are in new territory, there is one 
hope. You must find Ku, the void, and empty yourself of all preconceptions, illusions, and even willpower so that you will be completely aware and ready for the attack. It comes from the side you least expect. Santira knocks you down with a crushing kidney kite. (laughs) I'm sure that's like a maneuver, but that sounds ridiculous. Uh, You go limp as he rushes to kick you over the edge of the parapet. Your lack of resistance so surprises him that he catches his foot underneath you and pitches over the edge himself. You get out of the castle quickly. Arriving exhausted at Nikia's hut, you tell Nada what happened. I'm glad you defeated Sanchiro, she says. But I'm worried that we haven't found the exact source of the disturbances of the dojo. I'm also worried that we may have altered history. What can we do about that, you ask? I think that you'd you'd assume that that's going to happen when you travel back in time. We'll have to go back. If you're going to be worried about that, the time to do it was before you travel backwards in time. We'll have to go back right away, Nada decides. I guess all we can do is hope that whatever you did is taking care of the problem. The end. So more ambiguous. Mm. Sanchiro's still taken care of, but he still may have muttered some curses. (laughs) No, that that's three. I mean, we got one bad one. I f- I don't know. I feel like I need one more. Okay. You'd feel like we need to have more adventure, but I think really you're just looking for an excuse to keep doing your weird, sexy Sanchiro voice. I just hope we find him again. <laughs> All right. So where are we going to go back to? Because I, I think we are a couple choices deep. And, like, going back to the next choice up does not get us back far enough. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Wait. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) We could go all the way back to 23, which is um, where we decided whether to go into the mountains, into the valley. Yes, that's what I was looking for. I decided to go into the valley because of my Lord of the Rings experience, but maybe that was wrong. Maybe... The same rules do not apply to every fictional universe. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. No, you're not. Let's <laughs> go to not. let's go to page nineteen. All right. Do you want to read this? Sure. All right. There's an old lady on this page. All right. So we are going into the mountains. Let's go left, you say. And Nada agrees, and you follow a road that climbs slowly towards the mountains. In the afternoon, you reach a mountain village of thatched houses shrouded in dense evergreen trees. A hush hangs over the village. Everyone's probably working in the fields, Nada whispers. Finally, you meet up with an old man who directs you to a trail that leads up to the mountain to the house of the Makakia sisters. Wait, the Mikiaka sisters? The Mikiaka sisters who are Miko. As you climb, you ask Nada what a Miko is. Some Miko are... This is Why really you, hard. you can just speak in a normal voice. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Some Miko are priestesses who tend shrines. Others are sorceresses. Some are even ninja. The trail ends at a sagging little cottage perched on the mountainside. You knock twice on the door. It is opened by a bent woman with iron-gray hair. What do you want? She demands. Pardon, Honorable Miko. We are hoping you can answer a question for us, Nada says. Don't stand in the doorway, sister. Let him in. You hear a voice say from inside. <laughs> oh, it's a different person. I'm oh, sorry. No, you, you read it like she was calling Nada's sister. I know. Don't stand in the doorway, sister. 
Grumbling, the woman at the door moves aside and allows you to enter. A tall, straight-backed woman with pure white hair greets you. Sit down, honored guests. <laughs> my name is Yukio, and this is my sister, Kin. Oh, uh, we are... On- oh, man. Not a, not a voice. Engage. <laughs> Make it so. We are honored, Nada says, bowing and introducing herself in you. You show the woman the markings on the sword. We understand you are Miko, you say. Can you tell us where this comes from? Turn to page 33. I'm like having schizophrenia. This is crazy. We just want to have both the sisters talking the same way. Yeah, just just treat it like uh, Patty and Selma. Just go for it. (laughs) The markings are an ideogram of some kind. Wherever it came from, the sword is evil, Gin says. We think it belongs to a ninja clan or Ryu... Nada explains. It does resemble the crest of the Miyamatori, Yukio says, but I'm afraid we can't help you more than that. I'll tell you what you should do. A wise old Yamabushi named Gyoja lives higher up on the mountain. I'm sure he could. No, no, Gin interrupts. If it's ninja you want to know about, you must seek out the Tengu on the mountain across the ravine. The ninja first learned their art from the Tengu. That's a terrible idea, Yukio objects. You should avoid the Tengu. They like to play tricks, and the tricks are not funny. What's a Tengu? He whispered to Nada. And what's a Yamabushi? A Yamabushi is a mountain priest, Nada explains quickly. Tengu is a creature that looks like an old man with a long beak and wings and no strong magic. (laughs) Tengu are very ornery. Yukio breaks in. They set fire to houses, eat babies, and deceive Buddhist monks. I would go to Gyoja. Tenguba can be mischievous, Gin admits, but they know more about ninja than any monk, and they have been known to help people. (laughs) If you decide to look for the Tengu, turn to page 24. If you decide to try and find Gyoja, turn to page 48. We got to get away from these sisters. <laughs> got to get away from here. We, we got to go. We got to go find the Tengu. We got to go find that Tengu. Got to go find the Tengu. Okay, page 24. Oh, they're still here. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Tengu can help us, you say. Oh, they can help, Gin assures you. <laughs> The question is, <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know, keep it up. The, keep it up. The question is, will they? They're as likely to eat you. <laughs> Jin takes you outside and points to a mountain across the way. I know Tengu live up there. One named Zhanglu is particularly knowledgeable. I'll show you a secret path that will lead you to a bridge across the ravine between the mountains. Watch for Tengu B, the lights of the Tengu flickering on the mountaintop. You think... Mike Wazowski. You think... (laughs) Gin and Yukio and head down the secret path with Nada. You come to the bridge, a flimsy rope and plank rigged across the deep ravine. We'd better go one at a time, you say. You cross first. (laughs) 
You must hold onto the ropes <laughs> with both hands to keep your balance. After you reach the other side, Nada starts across. A winged shadow passes over you. You look up to see what looks like an enormous bird circling above. Oh no, Nazgul. As it as it's Quetzalcoatl. As it swoops down on Nada, <laughs> you're shocked to see that it has a wrinkled red face, a long nose, and a human body. It's a Tengu. The Tengu sinks his claws into Nada's back and starts pulling her away. Inada clings desperately to the ropes of the bridge, yelling curses at the Tengu. Should you attempt to pry the Tengu's claws loose, or should you try to knock it out with a shuriken, a metal-throwing blade? Andrew, do you want to try and free her? Go to the next page. Or if you reach for your shuriken, turn to page... Or shuriken, turn to page 112. I want to try and free her because our hope is that this Tengu will help us out once he understands us. Yeah. I think he's just, he's acting out of fear at this point. That's probably true. All right. So okay. you should like just go up and hug him or something. Or just try to free Nada and then like explain ourselves. All right. Great. <laughs> Turn to the next page. You you do this or I do this. You do it. You made the choice. All right. All right. <laughs> you run onto the bridge and start prying the Tengu's claws from Nada's back. The Tengu just laughs and knocks you away with a wing, then flies off with Nada. You have to grab for the ropes on the bridge to keep yourself from falling. You manage to pull yourself back onto the bridge and get to safe ground. Your only thought is to find Nada and rescue rescue her from the Tengu. Already, darkness is setting in. You take off up the path. The light slowly drains from the world around you, and soon you are feeling your way among murky shapes along the path. Rumbling comes from the mountaintop. In glimpses between tree branches, you catch sight of a strange bluish light flickering among the trees high above you on the ridge to your right. Tengubi, you think. I guess that must mean that Tengu people are doing Tengu magic up there. Yep. You pick up your pace, but suddenly your attention is caught by a sound in the woods. It seems incredible, but what you hear is a koto, a silk-stringed instrument like a zither. You've never heard music so eerily beautiful. Don't tell me what I've heard. It's... Look... (laughs) It seems to trickle from the stars and trees. You wonder if whoever is playing might be able to help you with the Tengu. If you go toward the Kota music, hoping it might lead you to the Tengu, turn to page 28. If you keep going after the Tengubi, turn to page 119. Hmm. I feel like you're getting into a siren situation if you follow that music. Do you think we should go to the lights? I think so. All right. But but this is your adventure to make, to choose. (sighs) But don't despair. I can always undo it. So let's go to 119. I think the next ending has to be our last okay. one. Okay. Because we're, we're getting there. Okay. Right. Hold on. 119? Uh, yep. All right. Here we go. You ignore the Koto music and continue up the mountain, your eyes fixed on the Tengu B. The lights seem to grow brighter and brighter as you climb through the night. When you reach the ridge just below the Tengu B, the lights suddenly burst into a web of lightning bolts. They flash madly, covering the sky above you, illuminating the landscape. Thunder cracks and booms. A wild, whirling wind whips the trees into frenzied motion. You look for some place to take cover, but the wind and lightning seem to penetrate everything. Then out of the sky swoops the Tengu, his eyes blazing, sparks flying from his wings, and claws poised. You turn and run down the mountain... The Tengu flies after you, swooping in your ha- swooping in on your head, then pulling away at the last second over and over again. Finally, he cries, I thought you could do better than this! He pulls away. A wind funnel of sticks and rocks picks you up off the mountain, carries you out across the range, across the Sea of Japan, and deposits you in a tiny village below the Great Wall of China. The end. Man, I think that's a bad one. Is that like a you got stuck in time ending? Yeah, I think you just have to make your way in this village in China now. And and you're like, I'm from the future. And everyone's like, you're crazy. <laughs> you're a witch. 
<laughs> Get out of here, Tengu B. <laughs> Man, I think we've chosen our last adventure. I think so. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for something a little more kooky and supernatural. Sure. I think getting flung to China by a by a winged monster is as <laughs> kooky as, the, as you get. Uh, so I guess, Andrew, that's been Secret of the Ninja. Do we find the Secret of the Ninja? Um, well, I learned that Sanjiro, Sanjiro. is a clumsy... He's a clumsy children. ninja? Like, he kicked you in the kidney and then fell off a wall. Like... <laughs> so I guess the secret is sometimes ninja can be clumsy. To be fair, you had been hypnotized with all the ninja secrets. So I, he, you had him at a disadvantage. Did I like whisper secrets at him and then that made him like distracted so he fell? Uh, no, you just knew all the secrets. You knew how to make him fall. Okay. Because Nada told you all the secrets. What secrets of the ninja did you learn? I learned that this voice <laughs> is really hard to do. I really miss Hitoshi. I wanted Hitoshi. I wanted more f- You wanted more furtive like we hadn't really figured it out. Hitoshi I th- well, yeah, when you started I, fr- I he had like a bit of a stutter and I thought that's where he was going, but he was actually just really thoughtful. He was he had to think it out before he said. All right. So this has been our choose your adventure podcast of the week. <sighs> Secret of the Ninja. Uh if you want to tell us how much you didn't like it, uh <laughs> Or how much you liked it. Yeah. Let them choose. Let's let's turn to page twenty eight if you liked it. Turn to write us an email at overtopod at gmail.com if you didn't like it. Uh you could also tweet that to us at twitter.com slash overdue pod. I want to thank everybody retweeting and tweeting at us uh over the past week. Uh I am telling Sean, uh Robert, Amanda um eric tweeted a bunch at us he was talking about heroes and stuff on twitter after our batman podcast last week so thank you everybody uh you could also talk about it on our facebook page which is facebook.com slash overdue pod we've been getting a lot of nice messages uh and even last week uh we had a nice conversation about esl readers on the page so i i like Someone was looking for good books for ESL readers, and our listenership was helping them out. So. Yeah, and I actually, I like that. Um, I like that a lot because the person originally just messaged us and asked us if we had any recommendations, and we we probably could have muddled through. But um, you know, our our perspective is that of like strangers in a strange land. Like we may be. <laughs> We don't know as much about books as like really really well read people, but if you have questions like that. Like do send them to us and we can like put them up on our page and, and you can get uh, answers from our listenership. Like I think we're cultivating a pretty good community of, of readers and it's really smart, nice people. And, um, and yeah, we're really, we're, we're happy to boost that stuff and, and try and get you the answers that you need. And I hope that, I hope that we figure that out. If you, if you don't know what we're talking about and you want to try and help, they're looking for, um, books for uh, an English as a second language class. Um, I think they're looking for something in between like Dr. Seuss and War and Peace, like something that has language that's relatively simple, but not something that's for kids. Like it's a, it's a class for 14 to 30 year olds. So um, yeah, ideas that are not simple, but perhaps some prose that's a little on the simpler side or at least, at least not super complex. 
Yeah. So if you have ideas, that that still is up on our Facebook page. So go and uh, go and check that out at facebook.com slash overdue pod. If you are looking for other information about the podcast or if you'd like to point someone, a new listener, perhaps in the right direction, um, you should go to overduepodcast.com. Um, up there, we have our entire back catalog, the books that we are reading, the books that we have read. We also have Amazon links to all those books. So if you want to support the show, give us a little bit of money to pay hosting costs, book buying costs. You can click those Amazon links, buy the books, buy whatever from Amazon, and uh, we get a tiny cut of that. We also have links to our RSS feed, our iTunes page, and our Stitcher page. You can use all three of us to subscribe to the show and if you subscribe in itunes or stitcher you should rate and review us because that helps us in the rankings it helps people find the show and it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside yeah so. i i <laughs> noticed in the past few weeks that more and more people have been saying they they actually found the show through itunes and that is because our wonderful listeners have been going and rating and reviewing us there so that whatever weird Steve Jobs algorithms are in place kind of <laughs> surface us for new listeners so keep doing that especially new folks like it's a great way to, to spread the love and, and then when folks need book recommendations you can all help each other out because you're all fans of this weird show that we do so <laughs> yeah we've gotten two new reviews in the last week one by Sarah on the sly and one by uh, Femingway Femingway says now when I meet with my fellow English majors I can fake my way through discussions of books I haven't read <laughs> That was basically my entire reason for doing this show. So thank you for helping me keep up the facade of my academic and moral superiority. Happy to help. What else are we for? Job done. And the title of Sarah on the slides review is Fishman 2015. So 2015, keep the dream alive. Um, I don't. Like one one of us is reading a book. Yeah, I'm reading a play. I'm going to read okay. uh, Six Characters in Search of an Author by Luigi Pirandello. It's a seminal turn of the 20th century. Uh, I might have that date wrong. Early 20th century. Uh, turn of something. Work of theater. So we'll we'll talk about that next week. And then uh, two weeks from now, we're going to be posting episode 100, which is a big milestone for us. Um We'll talk next week about what we're actually going to do if you haven't guessed already. But um, again, if you have particular stories about listening to the show that you want to share, if you have anything that you want to like record yourself and send in, anything to help us celebrate um, turning the odometer over, uh, you should send those to overduepod at gmail.com and we'll, we will gladly discuss them on the show. So please, please do that. And um, I guess the last thing is that Again, some people have asked us about ways to support the show that are not through Amazon. Like, I think particularly international listeners cannot use those Amazon links because they're like US based. So, we're working on another funding thing that hopefully will be fun for you guys too. And that should launch around the same time as the 100th episode. So, be on the lookout for that. We'll post stuff to all of our various feeds and, and all that fun stuff. Cool. Uh, do not get caught unawares buy a tengu and try to be happy. <laughs> <laughs>